Welcome to another episode of Three Guys and the Mouse. Josh here, like always, with my co-host George. What's up? And Hunter. Hey! And uh, our returning mouse, James. Hey, how's it going? And uh, so we're gonna, we don't have much to talk about, but this is our season one finale, our series one. We haven't decided. We, we haven't decided if we're British or not. But uh, we're gonna talk about Captain America Civil War, uh, budget cuts, and then uh, we're gonna talk about the season overall. But, uh, you know, of course, we got to get through the news first, so uh, here we go. So to start things off, uh, we want to talk about, um, I guess, the elephant in the room, which is Captain America Civil War <laughs> hit theaters, and uh, we all saw it, and um, spoiler-free review right off the top, fantastic. See this movie. Um, now to get into the hate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you have nothing to hate about that movie, man. I totally agree. So, like, overall, though, like, the movie, like I said, is fantastic. And mind you, like, I'm a huge, like, Civil War, like, comic book story fan. I'm a huge Captain America comic book fan. And, like, this movie completely, like, on all cylinders just hit everything. Um, but, you know, really quick, what, what are your guys' thoughts on it? Uh, I, I love Black Panther. You know, I, I actually started reading his comic books and... Spot on movie. I, I, that's, I love his character. Actually, I would say that like uh, like one, one of the crowning jewels of this movie is like, um, you know, it perfectly introduced new characters. It introduced you to a new Spider-Man and you didn't hate him. You loved him. And then it introduced you to Black Panther. And mind you, Black Panther is a character that I hate. Like, I don't care for this character. And this movie made me love him. Like, I was just like, I want more Black Panther. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, the yeah. living is not done with it. To jump on that too, <laughs> the Black Panther. I think we even discussed it before we saw the movie. Total B hero. You get out of this movie, and I wouldn't first... even say B. Like he's like a D list. <laughs> like he he didn't even have his own title before this movie came out. Uh, yeah, we left the theater, and Josh, I think you remember it because the first thing I said to you was like, I really, I really want a Black Panther solo film now. This yes. guy is amazing. Uh, speaking about Black Panther, uh, Black Panther uh, one of my favorite parts is when uh, he told, like, Bucky, basically, he was like, hey, I'm not gonna stop. I will kill you, oh, you know? Yeah. Like, if I want to fight Black Panther, like, might as well just shoot myself because I know <laughs> he's gonna sneak, sneak around me. James, any thoughts? I don't know. I can't... I love this movie, but it's hard to explain it without giving anything away. Oh, I mean, we're well past the spoiler-free point. You can say whatever you want. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I'm going to assume that if you're listening to it, the four people out there listening to this... Uh, have seen it since it's all four of us, but <laughs> right. No, I just that when the heroes fight each other, that was just one of my favorite fight scenes. Ever. Yes, I know. Like uh, I, I said it a little earlier when we were talking about it off mic, but like so, like before the movie came out and when Batman v Superman came out, and don't worry, we're gonna have a hate fill on Batman v Superman comparison. But there was a meme that came out uh, where it was the DC fanboys pushing it, where it was a picture of Batman and Superman you know, gazing into each other's eyes, 
uh, you know, dreaming of making out and loving each other over their Martha thing. Um, <laughs> and it said, the greatest gladiator fight of all time. And then it showed like the scene from the airport scene and it said a bunch of people in a, in a parking lot. And like the early reviews for Civil War said, um, like almost every reviewer said that the airport fight scene is the greatest like comic book fight scene ever. And they definitely delivered on that. Like, cause like, I'm not, I'm not huge on like critic reviews. Like I don't really care what they have to say. But I do like, I'll, I'll listen to like, uh, I'll take notes of like things that they say, but you know, I love like, I do love it when like critics come out and they join together in something and they're right. You know, be it hating Batman v Superman for bad plotting, bad character introductions, bad dialogue, bad fight scenes, bad story <laughs> overall. And then loving this movie because as they said, they're like perfect pacing, perfect story, like plotting was amazing. The fight scenes were perfectly done in between like the sequences of like the story driven part so that you're not sitting there the whole time like bored out of your mind like I know George said it that he like almost fell asleep in Batman v Superman because <laughs> there's like there's like a good like hour and a half when nothing is happening in that movie uh yeah exactly and when we were watching it the other thing that we were bringing up is uh they introduced a lot of stuff that that I know everybody online was saying that Batman v Superman failed to do. They're like, you brought in new characters. You, you, you've got like three or four things going on separately, and they all mesh together perfectly. I think, and like, you know, I, like I said before, there's a lot of parallels. Like, one of the main things is like the opening scene that starts everything off is a, like a perfect parallel, where it's both, both of them are things that happen in Africa. Now, Civil War opens where you're in uh, Lagos and, you know, the crossbones scene and uh, they accidentally destroy a building and they like kill like, I think they said it's like 10 people or something, which realistically isn't that many, but it's that, it's the whole fact that the Avengers and America, and, and what is it, uh, I think it's Ross says it, an American based team went into a country with no authorization and decided to save the day and killed people in the process. And the whole point was that the world was upset because they were like, you know, you just killed a bunch of people like, yeah, you did the right thing, but, you know, at what cost? And, you know, the whole thing was that they wanted someone to tell them when they can and can't do something. On the other side of the fence, you get Batman v Superman, where it opens... Well, there's, like, eight different opening scenes, but if you forget the stupid opening scenes... So, like, the, the actual opening scene of the movie... Uh, I guess I wouldn't say actual. No, yeah, I would say actual. Um... It's uh, Lois Lane is in the desert in Africa meeting with a terrorist to interview him and then Lex Luthor's henchmen uh, Are the ones that are you know pretending to be like his bodyguards They end up killing everyone and then Superman comes to save Lois Lane because the movie apparently goes into this whole thought process that Superman can hear every person in the world but only cares about Lois Lane so he's constantly saving her in this movie when like there was no nothing verifying that he knew or had any idea anything was happening but you know mind you we can go past that because I'm even willing to go with the fact that it's been stated before that Superman's hearing is so exact that he can hear uh, he can like hear certain people's heartbeat and he knows who it is like They've said that, like, he know, like, that's how he knew it was Bruce Wayne is Batman is because he can hear his heartbeat and he knows, he knows it's him. 
But of course, there's the thing that is like, well, you just use your x-ray vision and you know it's him, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, like, even if you forget that, though. So, like, the world blame... Or it's not even the world. That's the most annoying thing. The U.S. government blames Superman for killing these people that Lex Luthor shot to death. Uh, or his henchmen shot to death in the African desert. The U.S. government blame Superman for that and want him to answer for it. And you're just sitting there like, so I'm living in a world where the U.S. government cares that a bunch of terrorists just died in the desert. I don't <laughs> believe that they gave any care that that happened. <laughs> it's true. That's what it really came down to. It was like, it didn't make sense. Like, logically, the U.S. government wouldn't care that that happened. And then, like, there were so many things. That, like, for instance, like, the whole thing that... The Batman v Superman, you get Batman and Superman don't like each other and they want to fight each other. That's already established. But then for no reason, they throw in this ulterior motive from Lex Luthor where he's secretly trying to get Batman to fight Superman even though they had already showed you that he didn't like Superman anyway. So there was no reason for that plotting. And then the ultimate thing is he kidnaps his mom and is like, if you don't go fight Batman, I'm gonna kill her. Which is the stu- That is like literally the stupidest thing I've heard in a movie in a quite a while. Like. That, like, in plotting-wise, it was just, like, being, like, whatever. Who cares? Just do it already. And then, like, the whole thing that Lex Luthor was behind everything made no sense. Now, jump to the other side. Civil War, the fact that Helmet Zemo was behind everything in the background was perfect plotting. Especially, like, when he says to Black Panther that, you know, he knew he couldn't kill the Avengers because uh, he... Uh, and he says, he's like, better people than I have tried it. And, you know, they couldn't do it, but, and then he said, and I'm getting goosebumps, uh, just a moment, because I was just like, so perfect what he said, when he's just like, but you know, they could kill each other, he's like, but, I was just like, oh my god, it's so true, like, it was perfectly him, like, because like, of course, they give the whole storyline that his family died in Sokovia, and he was upset at them, so he wanted them to die, and he wanted them gone, but, what he saw is he's, he couldn't do it because he's just a man. And I especially love that he's just a guy. He's yeah. just a dude. He's just a dude with a, with a grudge against them. But he came up with the idea that he could turn them against each other. And then he, it was just so perfect. Well, that's because that's, that's the thing. That's what makes him, I think, honestly, the perfect villain. He's just a crazy, evil genius. Yeah, well, he, yeah. Like, uh, like, for instance, when he talks about uh, how... Um, in the events of Winter Soldier that Black Widow released all of those files from S.H.I.E.L.D. and HYDRA and he said uh, that he found the files on, you know, the Winter Soldier he said uh, it took a long time to decrypt them and he's like, but uh, you know, uh, you just needed the patience and you're just like, this man is out of his mind <laughs> like, he was looking for a needle in a haystack and he went the distance to find it <laughs> you, sir, have clearly earned the ability to start this. <laughs> you have earned the ability to start a civil war. <laughs> Smart and, guy, man. <laughs> and you know, that... Also, like, for the main plot, my one of my favorite things, and, and I keep saying it to everyone, be it some people are wrong anyway, but whatever. <laughs> but one of the best things of this movie is the fact that there was no right side. Ultimately, when it came down to the civil war aspect, neither side was right. Neither, uh, both sides were right. But they were also wrong. Like that, like to me, was like perfect, perfect storytelling. And like, you know, Cap of course says it to Tony Stark at the end. And to me, I was just like, that's perfect. 
Now, go back to Batman v Superman, <laughs> where, once again, they already established that Batman and Superman don't like each other, but then to fu- Like, okay, so like, Superman goes up to Batman in the Batmobile, he rips off the top and he tells Batman, he's like, You're done! Next time the bat signal goes in the sky, you better not be there. And you're like, okay, so they don't like each other. And, like, that's honestly one of those moments where you're just like, yes, yes. And then when Batman gets ready to fight Superman, he throws up the bat signal, and he's standing there in the armor suit waiting. And then Superman's just like, eh, I'm not going to go. And then Lex Luthor, for some reason, has Lois Lane, throws her off of the LexCorp building. Superman saves her. Then he goes up, and Lex Luthor's like, I want you to go fight Batman because I've kidnapped the thing you love most. And he's like, and what's that? And he's like, your mother. Which, by the way, that establishes that everyone freaking knows that he's Superman, okay? So like, apparently he's not keeping his secret identity that secret. <laughs> but then, and then what I especially hate, so like, okay, so we're just going to go with the fact that at that point they're basically just being like just get it on and you're like whatever but then when he gets there superman doesn't try to fight batman because he keeps saying he's like bruce i need your help and i'm sitting there going oh so we didn't establish but he knows that's bruce wayne i'm like so that's good to know that now we know he's bruce wayne i'm sorry but now i just got this ridiculous thought in my mind where superman's just walking around with his uh, glasses on and you know he's like hi how's it going by the way i'm superman yeah. just in case you ever need help <laughs> right? Like, he put his glasses down and give you a wink. Ah! <laughs> Just hint. You get the picture. <laughs> it's funny because, like, like, I keep wanting to say that I liked Batman v Superman, but every time I think more about it, the more I hate that movie. And it's, it's just honestly, they just... It was a garbage movie. That's what it came down the to. The mom name was Martha, right? Yes. The, both, of them. both of them. Yeah. Batman about to kill him, but it says Martha yeah. or whatever. And he just stops. <laughs> yeah, and then and then that's the funny thing, because like my my buddy pointed out to me with the whole like Cap uh Bucky thing. He's like, all all people had to say was Bucky, and then Cap like stops. And I'm like, but they already established that that's a that's a sore point to him. That's something that he always carries with him that he failed to save him. And then even at that when he sees him become the winter soldier, he sees that as a failure on himself. And I'm like, then you go to Batman v Superman, where, as I said to you guys earlier, they don't establish that Batman cares at all that his parents died. And then they do the Martha thing, and you're just like, what? Like, you, and, and they show you the flashback of the opening scene of his parents dying, and you're like, but you only showed me that at the beginning. You didn't show that, like, it matters to him. It's like in Civil War, when they, uh, like, big spoiler, by the way, if you don't want to hear it, just turn this off, I guess. But, um... Like, big spoiler, that Winter Soldier killed Tony Stark's parents. They established that in the beginning shot, they show you uh, him, like, crash the car. So you already know that that happened. Well, uh, if you're smart enough, you know that that has to be Tony Stark's parents. But then the opening shot of, uh, or well, the first introduction of Tony Stark is him at MIT showing you know, his greatest regret. And it's the scene, the last time he was with his parents and how he didn't say that he loved him, that he knows that his dad tried, even though his dad wasn't a great father, that he tried to be a good father, that he didn't say he loved his mom, he just let them leave. Like, they established that that's a sore point to him. So like, you, when you get the ultimate payoff, you understood it, you felt that feeling. But you don't get that in Martha, you just get, okay, it's a name. Dude, that part when uh, he found out that, you know, that he, they killed his parents, 
in my head, I was like, oh crap. Here comes a fight. Yeah, With that yeah. punch of Captain, when he yeah. punched Captain America. It's like, let's get it on. I wanted, yeah. to, I wanted to get up like a boxing fight. It was like, go, go. Uh, like, <laughs> like, like I said to them earlier, like, you know, I, I will say, like, from the first shot of the movie, I turned to my wife and I immediately said, I was like, that's Tony Stark's parents. That's what they're showing you is that he killed them. But then I kept wondering, I'm like, when are they going to show it? And then when they got to the, when they got to the uh, Hydra base, and, you know, uh, Tony Stark agrees to help them. I'm just like, well, how are they going to get to the fight? Because, like, they had shown in the trailer already them fighting in there. And then when when uh, they show when they show the super soldiers are dead and they show Zemo and he plays the video, that's when I was like, oh, no, that's how it's going to start. And then that's exactly what happened. I, and I love that moment when he turned to Cap and he's just like, did you know? And he's like, Tony, you need to understand. He's like, did you know? And he's like, yes. Boom! And then immediately they just get it out. You're like, yes! That was, yeah, that, that was honestly the greatest payoff was just seeing him blast him and then his helmet, you know, snap back on. You're like, oh, the real fight just began. Dude, like, going back with Batman, Batman versus Superman, like, when they were fighting, like, yeah, they were just like, punch, like one punch, they're like flying off. It was half-hearted. Yeah, but like with, you know, with, uh, you know, Captain America, like when he was punching like Iron Man, he was just like punching, 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 and oh, it was so, it was so good. You know, it's funny now that I think, because like, of course, I will state that uh, the obvious thing with like Batman v Superman is you couldn't have a straight fight between Batman and Superman because it doesn't make sense. He's just a guy. That's a superhuman who, uh, a superhuman alien. Yeah. So it's like, they can't really fight each other. But then it's like, with the armor suit, they could have done so much more. Like, they could have they could have made his armor suit more like a, like an Iron Man suit. Or even, like, remember Crossbones, uh, his, like, uh, power arms? That was awesome. Like, I love that he had, like, the super arms so that he could actually fight and hit uh, Cap and hurt him. It's like, why didn't Batman do that? All Batman had was gas grenades and, like, kryptonite everything to shoot at him. Well, I mean, that's basically all you need, you know? <laughs> well, that's the thing, though, is it's like, it's like, you know, they with the armor suit, they didn't establish that he needed that at all, almost. Like, he, he basically didn't need it. Because the thing is, is that couldn't put up a fight against him. Well, I, I would have liked more seeing him put on an armor suit that could actually fight Superman in. That's true. So what do you guys think about Spider-Man, huh? I was about to say that. <laughs> like, we haven't talked about Spider-Man. I, I was like, I'm trying to and wait. It, and his oddly uh, attractive aunt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, when I saw the aunt, I was like, man, she's, she's kind of hot. <laughs> right? It's funny, you're just sitting there like, she's 51? Like, this makes <laughs> no sense. That sound right. <laughs> no, I love his, uh... I love the fact that he's a kid. Yes. He's a kid. Like, I love when he's fighting the Winter Soldier. Just like, oh my god! You have a metal arm? How cool is that? There were so many like great parts with Spider-Man too. Like uh, one of my favorites was uh, with Falcon when he uh, <laughs> when he webs Falcon and then he's talking to him and Falcon's like, "This must be your first time. There's not a lot of talk that goes on in this." Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> he just jumps, yeah. Or is it when he tries to apprehend him? He's like, "Come on." Uh, or is it Tony only gave me one job? I just really need to impress him. Please just do this for me. <laughs> I love his Star Wars reference. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that genius right there. Uh, and, you know, like, I was a little annoyed because I'm like, realistically, he would know the name of all those things. But then I was just like, at the same time, I understood that it, they were giving it more of a, an effect that it's like, if you know that, you know it. But if you don't, like, if he's describing it, you've at least seen the movie where you'll be like, oh, I know what he's referencing. So this is the thing I don't understand, like, 
when he walked in, you know, his house, open door, like he did he knew already he was Iron Man or just regular Tony Stark? Oh, wait, well, everyone, everyone, knows, everyone knows, knows, yeah. Everyone knows Tony Stark is Iron Man. <laughs> but it's funny how, like, he's saying that, oh, you know, college, whatever. I know, yeah, sure. I know a lot of people were complaining, well, like, because that's the one thing is, like, uh, comic book fans, of course, have to complain. So they were complaining that, like, uh, he knew who Peter Parker was as Spider-Man, and they're like, how did he know that? And it's just like... This is like uh, a tech mobile. Like it's like you really think that there was a version of the world where I, where I'm gonna sit here going, oh, I don't think he knows anything. I like his uh, first uniform, like his little goggles. <laughs> yeah. Funny. A sweatshirt. <laughs> <laughs> and anyway, um, I guess to like finish this off. Uh, so, for um, Captain America: Civil War, it's uh, it just had its uh, the biggest opening of 2016. Uh, with 181 million uh, domestically. Now it's in its second week uh, internationally. So to add to that total, it's uh, Hunter. You were just saying it. It was like 381 yeah. million. So like that's the thing is that. Uh, so what it comes down to is that this movie just had a huge opening, albeit not as big of an opening as uh, Batman v Superman. But the thing is, is that uh, the one critiquing that like people keep giving is they're like, you know, of course this movie is going to have like a drop off of viewers, but they're like. In comparison, it's like they can't have as far of a drop off as Batman v Superman because Batman v Superman set a record for the largest drop off in one week viewing. Because it, and, and it was that thing where it's like you just have all these DC fanboys who want to believe that DC will win, you know. And I, I get where you're coming from. I'm a, I'm a huge DC like comic book fan, like especially like Marvel comics, I think aren't that great. I think DC comics are a lot better. But the thing is, is that their movie universe, and I talked about this with my friends, they don't know what they're doing. Because the thing is, is that you can tell watching Batman v Superman that there was just so much going on, they didn't know what was going on. And like my, like my buddy said, he's like, uh, he said, you can tell Batman v Superman is just chock full of studio notes. It's just the studio going, it needs this, it needs this, it needs this, it needs this. Because like there were like random parts of it that made no sense. like. And that's the thing is that, you know, when it really came down to it, Batman v Superman was just a bad movie. I don't think they took their time. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing. And the and I will say, like, too, um, this, is, this is, like, my favorite news that is coming out. So with Civil War doing well already, and um, so, like, a lot of people know, Batman v Superman's about to get out of theaters. Basically, every theater out here has already pulled it anyway. But, um... Warner Brothers is already planning to like push uh, or pull it out so that they can push the Blu-ray release. But the thing is, is that you know this movie's already doing well. It's gonna do better. They're even saying that it's probably gonna be the first billion-dollar movie this year. Zootopia, for God's sakes, made more money than Batman v Superman. Albeit, Zootopia is spectacular. <laughs> <laughs> you have to see that movie. But um, like that's the thing is, it's like. Um, so this is doing well, but like this is my favorite rumor is that Warner Brothers is apparently pissed like they are Incredibly mad that Civil War is getting universal praise from everyone and uh, There's a lot of talk that they apparently want to fire Zack Snyder now from doing <laughs> Justice League which mind mind you He's filming Justice League right now, and apparently they're retooling the script again and they want, uh, and they want to pull him from their DC universe. And I, when I read that, I was like, that's the only thing that makes sense. It's like, you let him have two movies that didn't do well, didn't perform the way you wanted, and you're still gonna let him do the ultimate team-up movie? It's like, you, it's almost like they're like, 
in, it's like they're in a garbage dump and they're just like, keep throwing garbage on, we'll get out eventually. <laughs> and it's like, no, like, they need to burn the garbage and start over from, I'm not saying like a complete rebooting, but like, they can take what they've already got and make better movies. I mean, James Wan, who uh, famously did Saw, he's doing, um, he's doing Aquaman. He's already said that Aquaman is going to be a lighter tone from Batman v Superman. And it's like, when one of the directors of your franchise movies is already saying, we're going in a different direction, that tells you something's wrong. Like, uh, you, you know, just really quick to backtrack about the DC fanboys. I've honestly said, and I know I got, I got hate for this from a couple of my coworkers because they're huge fans. I was like, you guys are, I'm like, DC fanboys are like Warriors fans in the NBA. Oh, yeah. They always claim they're the greatest, but when something happens and they start losing and they don't perform well, suddenly there's an excuse. Well, you have to be a real comic book fan to understand this film. Yeah. Oh, well, no, I don't. Well, you know, what's funny. It's like one of the criticisms I've read on, because like I'm in like a comic book fan club uh, on, on Facebook. Uh, one guy was like, uh, people are saying that Civil War is the greatest comic book movie ever, and it can't be because uh, it doesn't even follow the comic books. So Batman v Superman's better. And I'm like, well, first of all, Batman v Superman <laughs> doesn't follow any comic book. It Maybe borrows. <laughs> well, Just you know, and it, it does the same thing Marvel did. It borrows a lot of ideas from other comic books, but it melts them in this like craptacular way, crumulent, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> like I need to be sure. That the adults yeah well like speak. like civil like civil war has so many things that are in it it's got civil war it's got winter soldier stuff it has nomad in it i especially love that it had nomad but like that's the thing is like they you know their formula makes sense they uh, and like um kevin feige said it too he's like uh so like kevin feige who runs marvel studios he said he's like the thing is is that he's like you have to do the movies right he's like a comic book movie should not be an exact representation of a comic book. He's like, it doesn't make sense. Because it's that thing, it's like, well then why are you watching the movie? You, you could have just read the comic book then. Yeah. Right. Uh, but then it's that thing too where he's like, uh, he said, he's like, comic book movies should reference source material and should be based on source material because then it's something you already understand. And also like to go into that, he talked about, because uh, they asked him, if Marvel was ever gonna do a Marvel-produced uh, R-rated movie, and he said no. And, and this comes off of the heels that they announced today that Wolverine uh, 3 is gonna be R-rated. And uh, everyone's like, why won't Marvel make an R-rated Iron Man, an R-rated Avengers? And his answer is because that makes no sense. Because the thing is, is that, uh, like, uh, of course, because he's a huge Marvel fan, he said Deadpool had to be R-rated. He's like, if you know Deadpool, the character, you know an R-rated movie is the only way to truly do Deadpool. And he's like, now, for other materials, he's like, R-rated should only be reserved for when it's necessary. And he said, he's like, for the Avengers, R-rated is not necessary at all. There's no reason for it. And it, it would just be them trying to jump on, like, this new fad. And it made me laugh because I'm like, that's funny because Batman v Superman, before it premiered, uh, Warner Brothers had officially announced that the extended cut was R-rated and three hours. So I'm like, it's almost like they just were like, oh, Deadpool's doing well. We have an R-rated one too. I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> that's stupid. No, yeah, I, I actually think you're right on that. It's ridiculous because with the with this whole thing where, where they're now like every superhero movie should be R-rated. This, you realize that this is primarily run on like little kids who are running around and like, ooh, I want to see Captain America. Ooh, I want to see Iron Man. Well, it's funny too because it's like, 
look at Batman v Superman. One of the biggest complaints was that families were saying that their kids were crying and had to leave Batman v Superman because it was scary to them. They didn't like it. Yeah. And it's just like, that's not an answer. Like, especially Batman is like one of the most popular, if not the most popular comic book character. It's like, how are you going to make him so dark that children don't like him? And, and then, mind you, think back to like the Batman animated series that was on when we were kids. Yeah. That, when you look back at it, is actually very dark in its tone, but it's amazing. Yeah. I, I just can't get over that, like I said uh, in a previous episode, I think. With Batman vs. Superman, I felt like it was too long, but I didn't get enough <laughs> out of it at the same time. Yeah. Oh yeah, that that was um, the biggest complaint people had about Batman v Superman was it was too long. Which is funny because then they announced that Ultimate version is three hours, and you're just like, you added another hour? People already think this movie is too long. Why would you add another hour to it? It's almost like they were just like, we know you're bored, but another hour you'll be fun. <laughs> like when you're when you're taking a math test, you've never thought to yourself, this is really hard. You know what it could use? 50 more questions. <laughs> How about more okay. fractions? That would make this easier. You know, I really like the part of uh, the Civil War, how they have like little, little hints about like action from the comic book. Like one of them, for example, with uh, Hawkeye and uh, Ant-Man, yeah. when they're shooting, that's part of the comic book, that's cool. One of the things you pointed out was uh, Captain America with the shield. You know, yeah, drop it. Becoming no bad. Um, or like, uh, for instance, even Vision wearing clothes. And then they also like showed you too that like the whole thing that with Vision that because he's not human, he uh, he's like attracted to uh, Scarlet Witch because he recognizes her as like an equal to him. But then at the same time, like uh, he doesn't really understand anything. Like you know, and that's what they're showing you too. Like there's so many just great things in there. Yeah, especially his little moment with the door. Yeah. yeah. The door was open, I thought I could come in. But you gotta use the door! Right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> you can't just phase in here. Well, the door was open, I assumed it was alright then. I'll, I'll leave. I'll, I'll, use the I'll use the door this time. <laughs> uh, but, but really quick, to piggyback on what James was saying, with the whole, you know, uh, Batman v Superman being too long but at the same time not offering enough. I had the opposite draw when I was watching this movie, you know, two and a half hours, but at the same time I'm like, at the same time, I'm like can, can I get a couple more minutes of this? I, I really need a couple more minutes of this. I know, like, it's that thing where it's like, I'm satisfied with the movie, and uh, I loved it, but then like, at the same time, if it would have been longer, I would have still watched it. Mm -hmm. It's like Age of Ultron, like Age of Ultron, um, apparently in its original cut, was three and a half hours long. And then he cut a full hour out of that movie. And whenever, when I read that, I was just like, I would love to see the three and a half hour <laughs> yeah, version of that. this movie. Yeah, right, right. Can, can I just get more? Because uh, Ultron alone makes me fear for us. <laughs> like I told uh, Josh earlier, like one of the things I hated was like at the end, like, you know, when it was over, I was so pissed off. I was like, really? I wanted more. Like, what was it? With the phone thing? Like, oh, if you ever need us, just call us. And then when it was over, it's like, God dang. Uh, I got what they were, they were, that was like a good point to end on. Um, I will complain specifically though that the theater we went to, oh, they, man. they time, they didn't time the movie correctly, so the cutscene for Spider-Man we saw, but we didn't get to hear it because 
the lights went uh, went on and they cut the audio as that scene went on. And Aww. you just heard people cussing a storm. <laughs> uh, that, I think that, yeah, that dude in the front uh, dropping like three or four F-bombs. Yeah, I, I honestly considered going up there and being like, I want my money back. This is, this is, oh, like you can't do this to me. Yeah, when I watch it, uh, you know, after the Black Panther and uh, Spider-Man, people start clapping and like, yeah, Spider-Man! That sucks for you, though. <laughs> yeah. Um, to, to end this, though, I'm just going to say, really? once again... Really? Why do we have to end it right yeah, now? Yeah, I know. Like, we're already at half an hour about it. But, like, I, I just want to say, spectacular film, go see this movie. Oh, yeah. And go in gear. You need to have a shield. <laughs> okay, so... Is this the end for Captain America standalone films, or um, for Phase Three? For right now, it is, because this is where he's up. Uh, this is where Chris Evans is uh, contracted up to. So the only movie he's contracted up to now is the Avengers: Infinity Wars. Mm -hmm. uh, same thing. They already have that with uh, um, Robert Downey Jr., and they're about to hit that with Chris Hemsworth too. So the thing is, is that so they're all signed off for Avengers anyway. But um, for their original deals, this is the end of their of their line. But Chris Evans already said uh, at the press conferences for this movie, they asked him if he would do more, and he said if the scripts are good, he'll do more. Which, of course, like I love the idea of that. And Robert Downey Jr. actually said that this movie uh, made him, uh, you know, want to say uh, he said that he's down to do another uh, another one. So I'm just like, you know. <laughs> This movie seems to be saving everyone's careers right now. <laughs> in other words, it's gonna happen because these guys are very good at doing their jobs when it comes to writing. Well, I know, like, uh, anyone that knows, like, the actual Civil War storyline, they know that it ends with uh, Captain America being shot and dying. And um, what made me laugh is there was a meme where they were like, if you think that uh, Civil War can end without Captain, or, uh, without, or, what did they say? They said, uh, if you think Civil War will end, uh, or they, oh no, okay. They said, if uh, you think Civil War will end without them killing him because they can't do more movies without Captain America, and then it showed a picture of uh, Bucky Barnes and said, remember, this guy is signed on for nine movies. And I was like, oh. <laughs> just them like, just remember, this dude is contracted in case Chris Evans doesn't come back. And then we get our hands on Bucky Barnes. Captain America. Personally, I would like to see more, uh, and I know Hunter knows, one of my favorite storylines is Steve Rogers' Super Soldier. I would love to see more of the blue suit Steve Rogers' Super Soldier. But, you know, uh, we'll see. But, um, like we said, you need to see this movie. Just now, moving on to some bad news. Uh, so, budget cuts are at Disney Parks right now, and it's very depressing. Mostly because, and we've talked about it in the uh, past couple weeks, one of the biggest rumors right now is that Disney wants to shove Marvel into DCA without trying, so they want to do a reskin of Tower of Terror to be Guardians of the Galaxy. Now, first of all, that doesn't make sense in general. Like, I don't understand how that ride could be Guardians of the Galaxy, but, uh... When it really comes down to it, like, we're getting back to that point where it's like Disney doesn't want to spend money. And I understand that it's because Shanghai is already turning out to be a bomb. Because the thing is that even if it, the attendance numbers are good, the park cost, I think, double the amount it was supposed to. So Disney is already hurting. Mm -hmm. So they already, they've already put in, like, huge 
uh, huge cuts. Like they're not doing summer hiring at Disneyland because they can't afford it. And they're running skeleton crews right now. And you can see it when you go there. Uh, and that's the thing though, is it's just like, you know, you guys have to understand, you have to, it's that, it's that same idea. You have to spend money to make money. Like we, what we need is we need like a Michael Eisner or a Walt Disney, someone who doesn't care about money. Because like Walt Disney very famously always said he didn't understand money. Because that was the thing is he understood money, he needed it to pay for things. But he also didn't understand that, you know, he was supposed to be saving it and, you know, planning on a retirement. Like he didn't understand that. He was just like, I just spend money because, you know, I want these great things to be going on. Now go to the other side where Universal unveiled this video of the retooling of the uh, Incredible Hulk coaster and you're just like watching it like they just took a crappy coaster. It's still a crappy coaster, but they did a spectacular job or they're doing a spectacular job on the queue line and it's just like how are we gonna see this and then Disney's gonna be like oh by the way we're gonna half-ass a Guardians of the Galaxy Tower of Terror thing. You're just like dude come on. It sounds like they need me, you, and George to kick in the door and and tell them how to run things. Apparently, because like, like the, that's my whole attitude is it's like, when it comes down to like, uh, you know, with the parks, it's like you have to understand that parks don't work the way that movies and, you know, general things work. You can't do things halfway and think that, oh, people will keep coming. Because then it's like, no, you'll just be Knott's Berry Farm. That's what you'll be. You'll be Six Flags Magic Mountain. No one cares to go to Legoland, but people go specifically to Disneyland for vacation. Yeah, actually, that's kind of like what I was drawn to is this whole worrying, uh, worrying about the money. It's like, dude, if you spend the extra money and make sure everyone's having a good time, the revisitability, like, probably triples itself. Well, like, for instance, like, uh, so they did, like, the unveiling of, uh, Shanghai Disneyland and I showed you guys the video of the Tron coaster. It's like why are the international parks getting these amazing things and we're getting gypped over here because they're going well we don't have the money. It's like you definitely have the money but of course it's easier internationally like we've discussed this last week. It's easier internationally to spend that money because it's another company paying it. But it's right. like Disney you have to understand no one's gonna come to these parks if you just keep going eh they'll just keep coming. It's like, no, we won't. Eventually, we'll just stop coming. Look at look at the Harry Potter land stuff. Like, the Wizarding World is spectacular. The Simpsons stuff, eh, kind of cheesy, but still great. But, uh, and then, like, this Hulk coaster thing, like, it's just like, look at that. Or the Kong, or the Kong Conquest, or whatever they're calling that stupid attraction. Like, this, the hype is huge for that. It's just like, how are you gonna let Universal get away with doing all this spectacular crap? Really, I'm saying crap because I've said before, Wizarding World, spectacular. Gringotts Coaster, garbage. <laughs> Kong Conquest looks good. Like the actual stuff looks good of it. The actual like rights detailing sounds awful. Sounds like they're doing the, the Gringotts Coaster again, where they're just like, well, I mean, it's basically Indiana Jones, but it's for no reason stupid. And it's King Kong because everyone loves King Kong. <laughs> No one cares about King Kong. I couldn't make it through half of that. Oh, attraction. but they've got fan, they've got a Fast and Furious coaster coming. They've got uh, Jimmy Fallon uh, running through New York thing. Please, Jimmy Fallon, just go away. <laughs> just go away. 
But like you see all this stuff and it's like Disney's over there going, well, we're building Star Wars land. It's going to be the same on both sides, but we're building it. It's like, come on, dude. Like you can't, you can't get away with that. Give me something different so I have a reason to, to you know, yeah. make the trip. Dude, like Avatar, like we said last week, Avatar Land, already the stuff you've seen for it, it's like I will come to Animal Kingdom to see that. Because you can see that nowhere else. And that's the draw of it. If you do Star Wars Land and they're both the same size and they're both the same stuff, it's ultimately you're just like, well, I mean, I'll, I'll just go to the one that I'm closest to. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what was it that we were saying about Avatar Land? I think we said it on an episode too, where it's like it instantly turned that that park into something where it's like, well, we can go for a couple hours and go somewhere else too. Instantly, we just with Avatar Land, you're like, I can spend my whole day here and be happy. I just want to put out there, I don't approve of that message, but I understand what you're saying. I love Animal Kingdom, but yeah, like it. The whole day. Yeah, like for <laughs> yeah for for an for like a regular park goer, that's the thing. It's like for them to stay all day, Avatar Land is obviously the thing they would stay for. Like, it's like, you know, for instance, like, uh, I know I said it last week, but like, I've been getting in arguments with uh, friends of mine because they're, they're talking about the Wizarding World in uh, Universal Hollywood. And I tell them, I'm like, it's the exact same as the one in Florida. But if you go to the one in Florida, it has, uh, it has London in there and you get, um, you know, uh, not Hogsmeade, um, you get Diagon Alley. And I'm like, Diagon Alley just blows everything out of the water. And they're like, but I'll just go to the one here because this one's closer. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm telling you, uh, like, I'm telling you, Diagon Alley is better. And they're like, yeah, but this one has the other half. So it's like, what, what's it matter? And I'm just like, that's not the attitude you want for a theme park. You should not have people going, eh, why spend the money and go out there when I can just see half of it here? Well, they got most of it, so. Yeah. And, and that's the thing too, is it's like, you can't help but look at it like if they already, carbon copied it here why aren't they going to carbon copy it over uh back here because realistically we all know it's going to happen like there's plenty of space apparently for them to do it and people already know that that's what their plan is but it's like dude if you just build it the same on both sides no one's coming to it <laughs> especially when they announce that they're building that water park it's like well who's gonna come to the water park the idiots who are going, I'll just stay at Universal my whole trip. Well, how long's your trip to Florida? Three days. <laughs> I, I could honestly say with Universal Orlando and Islands of Adventure and the water park, you're still looking at one and a half days. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're doing for the rest of your vacation. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what you're doing that third day. I guess traveling back? Uh, it's just, it's annoying. That's what it comes down to. It's it's upsetting to see Disney just follow down. Yeah, just call it, just call it in, just go whatever. We just need Marvel in there, and it's like that's not the attitude. And, and like I said last week, if you want to do a carbon copy, do the Iron Man, uh, do the Iron Man ride that they're doing for uh, Hong Kong, and uh, which like they already showed the artwork for it. It's basically Star Tours, like the ride vehicles just Star Tours, but it's all Iron Man. It's like just do that here. You could take out Star Tours and make it Iron Man. That would be the easiest carbon copy to do. And they're like, no, we'll just do Guardians of the Terror Tower. <laughs> like, that doesn't even make sense. You see, because now we're in, a, we're in a pickle, though. I don't approve of removing Star Tours, yeah, but at the same sure. rate, at the same rate, I know what you're saying with this. It's like, if you're really going for something that easy, that's the simplest thing to I do. I mean, let's be real. No one was with me about tearing that's down true. Tower of Terror, but now we're but, we're talking about Guardians uh, Guardians of Terror, and people are just like, tear it down. Just tear it down. <laughs> just bring the thing down. 
They suddenly got people like, well, I listened to this dude on a podcast, and he said just tear it out. I'm with him now. <laughs> That's my thing. Don't, don't, do, don't do a cheap, lazy job. Like, for instance, like, Hyperspace Mountain. Love Hyperspace Mountain. Now, if you told me that Hyperspace <laughs> Mountain is going to be Space Mountain forever, no. Because then it would be like, well, you definitely just, you just went, you just completely went half-ass on it then. But the idea of it being only seasonal, especially since we know, since it uses all the same stuff from, uh, you know, uh, um, Ghost Galaxy, we know Ghost Galaxy is going to come back. But it's like, I'm fine with it being a temporary thing. Just like the whole thing with Jakku and seeing Finn, I'm fine with that being temporary. Don't yeah. tell me, that's it forever. No longer can you see the first planets, now it's always going to be Jakku and Finn. Yeah, well, we'll only have an issue if in a year from now I go on there and I'm still getting Jakku and Finn and the uh, Millennium Falcon. Let's be real, I'm going to assume you're going to get that for another year. <laughs> but I What's want, that, I want like, Rogue One stuff. What was it? Now. Hyperspace Mountain was supposed to be going down this month. And I don't see any signs of it, which also harkens back to when I was seeing reports of that on like mice chat and stuff. I was like, who told you that? I'm like, I don't believe anyone was like, oh, we're going to, by the way, uh, all the Star Wars stuff will be gone in a few months. It's like, well, the movie just made two billion dollars. Are you serious? You're pulling this stuff out? And of course, Disney's going with the like cash loads of money and their lightsabers are going, no, nah. <laughs> we're going to keep Star Wars here until that Star Wars land opens up. And I, I'm, I, like, I know, like, this is, like, super going back, but uh, I'm sure you guys can agree. We said that on the podcast. We assumed that Seasons of the Force was going to be there until Star Wars Land opens up, or Star Wars Experience Land, as they're calling it. By the way, I just did a Disneyland survey, like, when I went um, on Tuesday. I went, uh, and they asked me if they could email me a survey. I did it, and uh, it asked me, like, uh, um, did you have any issues with the uh, construction going on and the refurbishments? And I, I said, no, but like, I was like, you know, I understand that that's going on. I'm excited that Star Wars Land is coming. And then I said, by the way, Star Wars Experience better not be the name. And then, <laughs> and then at the end of it, I said, I said, I was like, and also Guardians of the Galaxy reskin of Tower of Terror better not happen. <laughs> I just threw those in there, which apparently, like, I was reading, uh, there's a rumor that, uh, Disney is apparently super mad that, uh, the rumors about the Guardians of the Galaxy Tower of Terror reskin came out, because apparently that, that actually is, like, an actual thing that they're talking about, and they're really mad that people know, especially because of how much, like, uh, you know, feedback they're getting about it, because it goes back to that same thing when they were talking about renaming Disney's Hollywood Studios to... Disney's Hollywood Adventure, and people hated on it, and then they were like, oh, that wasn't the name, but we're not gonna go with that name. It's like, so, you're not go, you were not going to rename the park, but you're also letting us know you're not going with that name. It's like, it sounds like you were going to rename the park. <laughs> so, so in a, in a couple of months, if all goes well, when they're like, by the way, I don't know who started this rumor about the reskin, but that's not gonna happen. We can all just be like, why, why do you have to bring that up? <laughs> yeah, you can all thank me for saying that on the survey. <laughs> um, I did want to bring up, uh, you know, um, here at the end of this, I guess, since we're almost at an hour. <laughs> no, but, um, so, uh, well, any last thoughts on, like, uh, you know, Disney budget cuts and stuff? It's, it's a shame, because it's not necessary, I don't think, and it's a shame that it's because one part kind of, you know, took all the funding. Well, yeah, I mean, like... 
You know, it, it's that same thing. It's like Disney has to understand that for a theme park, these are things that these are attractions you're gonna see forever. Like they're not things that just show up and then they go away. Like a movie, the worst thing a movie can do is be bad, like Batman v Superman, <laughs> and then what happens to it? It goes out of theaters. It goes on Blu-ray. People buy it if they want it. People look, buy it for five dollars. Look at look at look at Man of Steel. Man of Steel is five dollars. People still don't buy it, but it goes on TV all the time. People watch it at least, so they know of it. Like that. That's the most you can. That's or that's the worst you can get that's, with a movie. Yeah. Or you could get like what is it? Um, like a good example. Like Lone Ranger. Movie movie was good, but. It didn't do well, so it's gone. Like you'll you'll never see more about it. Oh well. But at the same rate, that's also the best case scenario for the worst case scenarios. People love that movie, so they're like, like it's a shame yeah. that it didn't happen. Well, but I still love it. That's what I, I was getting it. at too. Is like a movie for a movie to do poorly, it's like, you know, at worst it comes out of theaters, it goes on Blu-ray, whatever, and then like, you know, maybe a good a good situation like uh, Nightmare Before Christmas style, like you just get like this sudden cult status where all these uh, all these kids who are watching it you know, when they were young, are now adults going, I love Nightmare Before Christmas. So then you get Haunted Mansion Holiday and stuff like that. Yeah. That's like, you know, that's like a good a good case scenario. Now, for a theme park attraction, that's not how it works. You don't build Luigi's Flying Tires and then just go, well, this will be here forever. <laughs> Even though everyone hates it. It'll just stay here like this forever. No crying, George. Don't do it. <laughs> I'm just listening. It's like, <laughs> how dare you? I like that ride. But you know what I mean? Or like, Superstar Limo. You build a crappy <laughs> ride, what happens to it? They end up pulling it out and it's gone. Because that's the th that's what happens to an attraction. You can't, you can't sit there and be like, well, we'll just half-ass an attraction and hope that it does well. It's like, no. If you put in effort into something like Muppet Vision and no one cares to see it, what did you do? You just wasted time and money. Well, like and you're a good fighter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like you like, especially for Marvel. Like Marvel is a huge property. I agree that yes, they need to get things rolling on getting it in there because there's no reason why it's still not there. But for them to just like do it so poorly, just like don't do it at all. Then it almost doesn't do the movies that did <laughs> amazing yeah. justice. Well, like I mean, just throwing it in there like like, that. like we just talked for half an hour about how spectacular Civil War was, how much time and effort they put in making a good story, and like what Disney is suggesting of doing, like for their Marvel Land, is to basically do a Batman v Superman job. They're just gonna throw it together and go, hope people like it. Please don't do that. Yes, please don't, don't do, do it. <laughs> but um, to get on a lighter note, so I just went to Disneyland and um, we had a. As I said on the on the survey, we had an excellent time. But uh, I actually like I thought the survey was pretty funny because it asked about things like, what did you think of the of the pricing? And uh, I said I was like, you know, I'm an annual pass holder, and while I understand that you're trying to control crowds, which I'm sure like they're gonna read it and like, how did this guy know that that's the real reason why prices <laughs> go up? But like I was like, I understand you have to control crowds, but it's that thing where it's like. You know, you have honestly priced me out of the Signature Plus, so I can no longer have no blackout dates. And it's not like I'm gonna just be like, oh, well, I guess I'll just pay for uh, weekends during the summer. It's like, no, I'll just not come in the <laughs> summer. Like, that's just what's gonna happen. It's not gonna hurt my feelings. But it's that thing too, like, because uh, it also asked, did you feel like it was crowded? And I was like, yes. I was like, and I understand it's, there's no off season. But it's that thing, it's like, you can't, like, I understand they can't do anything, but it's like, it's like Disneyland has become like everyone's best secret. You know, like 
And, and uh, we've talked about it before. Like, James remembers. We used to go there. Remember at DCA back in the day? We just ran <laughs> that just, park. Yeah. That was our park. <laughs> they had, I miss it like that. Yeah, they had, like, they had portraits of us just, like, the regulars of DCA. <laughs> but, like, you know, you don't get that now. waits for uh, Tower of Terror. Oh, it wasn't even that. We would literally... Uh, it would come into the station, and then they would go, you want to go again? And we go, sure. We oh, but to, first, give us the yeah, swords. Yeah, we have to hold the swords this time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I got never... away with it once, and then never again. I'll never forget that. We went, <laughs> we went three times in a row trying to get pictures of us with the swords out on Tower of Terror, and... They kept dumping the picture, and then the fourth time we go on the ride, they go, we have to hold your uh, swords. And we we looked at each other, we're like, we're the ones doing it. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're the, the monsters. The, the first two times, uh, we were both, ever, all of us were like, who's flipping off the camera? <laughs> we just want our swords. We want to be pirates. And then when they took it away, it was like, oh no. I'm terrible. I just ruined yeah. like we just ruined three family. Yeah, we just ruined three families like or a bunch of families like picture. But yeah, like oh well. <laughs> but that's the thing though. It's like you you can't you can't do anything about crowds. They're just there. Like you, that's something you're gonna have to deal with until like they start going down, which <laughs> looks like they're never going to do. But you know, like I I welcome that. Like I, I'm fine with that. I, and then, like, it also asked me if I used Fast Pass. I didn't. I didn't. Um, but I wanted to say too. We went on the new Autopia. Now, not much difference. Like, like we said before, track is the same. The cars realistically are the same. But the cars, like, being repainted with the Honda logos, look spectacular. And then, like, what I especially love the. So they redid the um, the huge um, screen. It's digital now. And. Uh, they, what they did is they put like, uh, it's like the old like Tomorrowland sequences, like the animated sequences from the Disneyland TV show. That's what they put on there of like, you know, uh, car travel in the future. And it's like a nice touch to give it like a retro feel to be like, oh, you know, this is what people thought, you know, the future of car travel would be. Now my one, like, uh, I have like a couple like things that uh, annoyed me. A, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, I, I agree, like, the engines need to be taken out and they need to be uh, electric. That just needs to happen. That's you know what? That's why I get this picture, like, alright, let me turn it up for you. And she's like, what are you doing? It's that thing, like, when you're standing there waiting, like, it smells so bad with the diesel and stuff. But then, like, um, another thing is, like, the little rotunda thing that, you know, you know how I used to have... <laughs> Uh, you know the little rotunda, how it had like the little scenes of the Chevron cars? Uh -huh. That was really, it was really cool technology, but it was like really fun. They took those out and they're just screens now, and they're playing the same thing that the big screen is playing. I didn't, I didn't care for that, because I'm like, you know, like, it, it just seemed like a waste. Because it was like, it, it was almost like they were just like, they might as well put up a sign that said, nothing new. <laughs> just put... That makes me sad because one of my favorite walkthroughs was the uh, the father and son cars. Oh, I know. Yeah. I'm gonna miss you that. You gonna teach me about the birds and the bees? And, and that too. Like I felt like they could have kept it there um, and not it. Like nothing in it actually said Chevron. Yeah. But you know, whatever. I'll never forget my first day out on the road. Yeah. <laughs> um, I will say I did not know this because no one was reporting it. Um, I didn't know that they redid the driver's license, so they're all Honda now. And on the back of them, they have like concept ideas for like cars of the future, which I thought was a great touch. Um, 
But, uh, you know, overall, like, it was a great experience. Like, I especially love being able to take my daughter on Autopia. I was a little annoyed because she wouldn't touch the steering wheel. She was so scared. She would not drive the car. But it was a, it was a great ride. Really? But, she, um, she didn't have our reaction? Yes! <laughs> no. She, she, grabbed it, she grabbed it once, and it hit the, the middle thing, and she wouldn't touch it again. She was like, nope, you drive Dada. I'll just sit here looking at everything, <laughs> pointing out things. But, uh, you know, it, it was a great, like, you know, it was, that, it was that thing where it's a generation thing. Where I was like, this is something I loved as a kid, now I get to see her enjoy it. Um, I know I, I, we've said it before, but Luigi's Rollick and Roadsters is a spectacular ride. You have to go on that ride. I'm sure you've gone on it, right? Of course. Oh, we enjoyed that one. Yeah. I, I had, uh, Kira was asleep during it, and then when it started to spin, she was like, oh my oh. god. <laughs> then she started crying, and it was terrible. <laughs> um, oh, uh, another thing. So, um, I tried the cookies and cream churro. Oh, no. um, and it is great. Oh. I will say $5 for a churro is a bit much, but it was a good churro. See? So what it is, is it's a chocolate churro, and inside of it, they put cream, the cream cheese filling inside of it. So, like, uh, it's basically like an Oreo. But, like, it was so good, but I will say on another note, so they have California churro um, at Downtown Disney, and they have churro bites, uh, the Oreo churro bites. Those are better. Because the thing is, is that what sucked is that because the churro is warm, uh, and the, you know, the uh, inside is warm, as soon as I bit into it, it fell apart. And oh. like, it, it broke in half immediately. So then I had like, you know, cream cheese all over my hand. I was just like, oh man, like, you know, <laughs> I didn't care for that part of it. But it was a great churro. I agree it wasn't worth the money I spent on it, but it wasn't as bad as the last time I bought a churro expecting churro bites. Dude, the lady in front of me bought churro bites and uh, what made me, uh, or she bought the churro and what made me laugh is that uh, she was like, no, we'll just have two churros and uh, he's like, do you want the caramel sauce? And she's like, no, and I'm just like, you just paid $5 for a churro. Like, you, j you all you had to do was go to a churro stand. <laughs> she made a hunter mistake. You shouldn't do that. But I, like I told you guys, when I did that, it was purely just out of, like, me being shocked. Uh, <laughs> thank thank I'll you. I'll take this, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, like, uh, what else was there? There's something else that I noticed. Oh, the Haunted Mansion Zoom Zooms are out, and they're awesome. Uh, they had those and the Pirates ones. Um, was there, was all of them in stock? Yeah, they had all of them. Oh, that's and, cool. And, uh... The, the lame thing though is you can't find them at the Pirate Store or the Haunted Mansion Store. You have to get them at uh, Emporium that's, or World of Disney. That's weird. Because they have them there. But yeah. Well, I, I think it's that thing. They don't have like a stand. They don't have an area where they could put them. Um, I'm trying to think if there was anything else that I noticed. Uh, there's of course like a lot, a lot more like Star Wars stuff. Like they're just constantly changing things. Uh, for Star Wars, just merchandise, uh, which is awesome. Did you see any like any new Star Wars shirt at all, or? Yeah, I've seen. I've actually seen a few of them at uh, like when I'm at work too. Like uh, one of them, and I've said that I almost bought it, but I didn't like the look of the shirt. So they have like a distress tee um, where it's uh, three shots, and it's Tatooine on the top. In the middle, it's Cloud City, and the last one is uh, is uh, um, the Forest Moon of Endor. 
And I've seen, I've actually seen a lot of people wearing that shirt lately. But, uh, yeah, they have, like, they just have, like, a lot of, like, random stuff coming out. Uh, like, you know, they have, like, that moon sand kind of, like, playset. They have a Hoth one now. So they have the Jakku and they have Hoth. Like, they, they have a lot of stuff just, like, constantly going in. But, yeah, like, overall, like, it's Disneyland. The construction, though, you can see, like, they are at, you know, they are mad, like a mad speed to get that thing going. Like, you saw the dirt, like, a lot oh, of Oh, yeah, like, um, like, I sent you guys pictures of it, but you could yeah. see that, like, they tossed out the dirt. They, they're already flattening the land and getting everything right. They're pulling buildings. They're doing everything. You're welcome. Yes. <laughs> You're welcome, everyone. We were complaining about the snail pace, and they got on it. Um, oh yeah, my last thing. I noticed when I got to the churro uh, uh, cone that uh, they have a sign now that says churro bites are unavailable at this time. And uh, I was like, so that's how bad this has gotten. It's become Muppet Vision, it sounds like. Are you gonna ever return? Are they gonna return? Oh, well, I mean, keep your head up. <laughs> I wouldn't say Muppet Vision because no one actually cares about Muppet that's Vision, true. but uh, everyone pretends like they do. That's true, that's true. Anytime we talk about getting rid of it, yeah. suddenly everybody loves it. Yeah. Uh, I think they should just get rid of Muppet. Muppet Vision is an iconic part of Disney. And then you're like, it hasn't been there for five years. Like, you didn't seem to notice when it was sing-along with Anna and Elsa, but you're going to complain at the idea of it being gone forever. Well, I'm glad they put a sign up because that means, you know, people came to yeah. ask for it. Well, like I said, when I went to Disney World, they had churro bites. So I didn't understand what the problem is, but there's some issue. <laughs> so what? Too lazy to cut it? <laughs> I'll do it myself. <laughs> Just give me a knife and charge me that price. All right. But uh, at an hour, I guess, <laughs> at an hour, I guess that'll do it for us for the news. <laughs> <laughs> So for our main topic, we wanted to uh, discuss uh, really quickly, like, uh, so overall, obviously, we went way overboard with the uh, Batman v Superman versus Civil War and the budget cuts, but... We could have talked more, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I will say, we definitely cut that down. But, um, yeah, we well, we talked for, like, at least half an hour before, <laughs> before we even started the podcast. I know Hunter had, like, a couple of things in mind, he's like, aww. Um, <laughs> no, but, uh, we wanted to say, like, of course, like, this is, uh, the season one finale, though, so we wanted to, you know, kind of celebrate that, say this is the end for now, uh, we're gonna go off for a little while, um, but we wanted to go over, like, a little retrospective, uh, so how do you guys feel about the show, uh, as a whole? Uh, well, being it, for me, I, I typically like to go really far back in the archives, while I'm, you know, playing Xbox or doing something like that, and I'll play, like, episode one, but then, since I'm the way I am, I'll immediately play the most current episode and just think, It's such a stark wow. difference. <laughs> I'm like, wow, we have really, really come a long way. I know, like, one thing I noticed is, like, in the beginning, we were, like, so, like, off and on, just in, like, actually putting it out. Because I remember, like, we started off, like, being, like, we'll be bi uh, bi-monthly, so, like, tw uh, you know, every two weeks, and then... Like, there was, like, one month that we just completely missed. And then we had, like, one month where it was, like, every week. And then we had one month where it there was only one. And I was just... <laughs> until, like... It wasn't until, like, December, I think, when we just decided it would be every week. Yeah. yeah. We, we... uh The one thing... uh how we upgraded our system. Yes. <laughs> uh, yes. Because, yes. like, we... 
So, like, full disclosure, we started off what we were doing, because, like, we, we still do part of it, but we record via iPhone, because, uh, like, it, it was giving us, like, the best, like, you know, recording of us talking. But then, um, we were, we, it was too complicated for us to figure out how to get the music in there, so we were literally playing music off of another iPod <laughs> into the mic while we were talking so that it was there. Say what you will, but when we switched systems, I was thrown off a little bit, not having the Haunted Mansion in the background. <laughs> yeah, it, it is a little, like, odd to be like, we're just talking. But, like, you know, we get a better sound out of it this way. Because, like, now we we still use the, the iPhone for, like, the audio recording, but George actually takes the files and he mixes them and mixes the music in there. And it makes it better, too, because... He, uh, I know, like, a, an issue we had is, like, volume of the music, too. Like, we had to, like, in the beginning, we had to do, like, so many cuts of us just, like, figuring out if the music was too loud or not. But, like, now he can start it off, like, being loud in the beginning and then just, like, you know, bring it down when we, uh, when the audio starts. Like, it's so much better now. Oh, uh, I think that one of the things that upset me is when I put my phone, the room was over, and they oh, yeah. have a call. You get a call, and then <laughs> it just like, stops. Oh, no! It's always, like, my mom or something. He's like, what do you want? <laughs> Either we stop and start over, or we just, uh, like, yeah. continue. Yeah, that, that's probably, like, because... Um, if it's not, uh, very obvious, we, we record in, like, sections now. So, like, we'll do, like, the intro, then we'll do news, and then, uh, we'll do main topic and outro. We used to do it as just one shot, which was so bad. There were so many times where we would be recording and someone would, like, say a bad word, or we would just, like, get way too off topic, and we would just be like, we gotta start this over. It was like, great, 45 minutes, let's start over. <laughs> like, well, recording used to take, like, three hours. Yeah. Just, like, so long. I think it was like episode, uh, it was the, uh, the the Tomorrowland episode that we did. We actually had it done in full, and then we were listening to it, and we noticed that we had, like, jumped way off track and messed up in the middle, and we were, like, looking at each other. So we have to re-record the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, that, that was actually why, like, in the beginning, we were so, like, off and on with it, because, like, if we had just, if we couldn't get it right, we just didn't publish anything. Look, doesn't matter how bad it was like the recording, like the music, I will never like regret it. Like every single song, it was my favorite oh, yeah. song, you know. Oh yeah, we we were painstaking on like figuring out me or George was painstaking on figuring out music. He would figure out what he would ask what the topic was, make sure that it would uh, follow the topic. Then of course there was like a long period where uh, I want to say it's like a month or so where. The podcast, every every podcast for a month was like Star Wars music. But that was just because we were talking about Star Wars for like so long. Yeah. We're still talking about Star Wars. <laughs> it is like this. I don't know. <laughs> it was good. I don't know, James. How do you feel about being a guest via this podcast? I, I'm just honored how many times I've actually <laughs> been a guest. Or <laughs> we've had We've had so many guests. Of course, like, uh, like. We, we originally planned to have everyone back for it, but uh, a lot of scheduling made that impossible, especially with the timing that we do this. But uh, we'll, we'll, do, we'll do that eventually. We'll do like a showcase show. <laughs> but um, yeah, like, uh, I don't know, like I just look back and I'm like, it, it's that thing where it's like, uh, like, I, uh, like with stand-up, like people are always like, oh, you know, I always wanted to do stand-up, but it's like, why don't you just do it? Like this podcast was one of those things where it's like, I listen, I love Disney podcasts and I always listen to them, but I always felt like 
they go too easy on Disney, or they go too easy on, especially on Universal. Because every, every Disney podcast is like, Universal it just does everything better. And I'm like, they don't do things better. They're just doing things the same level now. But you just take it that way because it's like, when you have 20 years of crappy storytelling, of course when you make a Pixar level movie, people are going to be like, look at this! <laughs> you know, when you're talking about uh, the Universal, but like it's a Disney podcast, but talking about Universal, it's like, what am I listening to? <laughs> yeah, there, there's so many times where I, I listen to like other podcasts and they'll be like, oh, I went to Wizarding World and, it, and everything is just so much better. They just need to tear down uh, Epcot completely. I'm just like, I'm just turning this off. I'm skipping this episode because I'm <laughs> done with your views. No. <laughs> uh, no, I remember... When, when you had decided you wanted to do this, because I remember I was at home playing, you know, on my Xbox, and you just shot me a text, you're like, what do you think about doing a Disney podcast with me? First thing in my mind, I'm like, this is a cruel, cruel joke, Josh, I'll do this. I was like, uh, I guess I'd be willing to do it, and then you're like, and I've got George on board, I'm like, let's do this. We've got to do this. I, there was a long time where we were trying to figure out the name, too. Mm -hmm. Like, there were so many things that we, like, discussed at length. Like, it was like, how do we do a podcast? Um, what, uh, you know, how would we, like, form, form it? And then, like, ultimately, like, what would be the name? And, like, Three Guys in the Mouse was, like, just us being, like, well, I mean, we're talking about Disney, and there's three of us. <laughs> the best moment, though, came when, when we were, like, thinking about it, and I was, like, what about Three Guys with the Mouse? And we're, like, yes, yes, we searched it up, and some, uh, computer company had that name, yeah. and we're, like, no. Three Guys and the, the Mouse. mouse. <laughs> At first, I was, like, who's the mouse? And he's like, huh, who's the mouse? And that's when our, uh, whoever, uh, oh, whoever's a guest is the mouse. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely true. George was, like, the biggest one where he's like, well, who's the mouse? And we were like, Mickey Mouse is the mouse. What are you talking about? But then that's also how it came out where we would just refer to the guest as the mouse. And, of course, the listener is the mouse. Yeah. That's you. Where the four of you out there. <laughs> You'll Hashtag I am the mouse. Dave out there. Dave and Nathan. <laughs> and Mr. Iger. <laughs> and Mr. Iger. In case uh, you know people don't know who Dave is, you know he's our first, um, I guess, fan, right? Yeah, like, that was the first person out of. That was the first person that we didn't actually know that we heard that we like found out liked uh, the show and was telling people about the show and we were so honored just like wow like someone is because that like we've said it before but like when we made this podcast it was all about like doing a Disney podcast the way we thought it should be done but also with the intention that because uh, like I know like my wife asked me she's like well what what's your plan with it like what do you want to do with it and I'm like I just want it out there I just want my opinions out there I don't care if anyone's listening. I don't care if we make money off of it. I don't care if, you know, if ultimately no one ever listened to it. I just want it out there that this is how we feel. Mind you, if, if we had gotten to a point where no one was listening, I would still have, uh, have, have, you know, it playing in the background while I do stuff. It's just what I do, you know? And what's, mean, what's yeah. funny is that, like, if we wouldn't have this podcast, you know, like we would, we would st still talk like the same thing. Oh, yeah. Like, we, you know, right now we're we're just like we're just talking. Yeah, you know? re realistically, that's what this podcast really is. It's just all of us talking about the things we always talk about. It's honestly just a reason to hang out. Yeah, exactly. I, I know. Ja I know James can agree. This is basically. Uh, 
a family gathering. Right? Yeah. That's what this and is. This is what happens at our family yeah. gatherings. At minus our... the food and the drinks. Yeah. <laughs> like... Yeah, at our family gatherings, it's us talking about our recent trips to Disney, new things going on in Disney, things we've heard on podcasts, things we've read about rumors. Like, that's all it is. You know, but this podcast, you know, like, I'm a Disney fan, but, like, as a hardcore Disney fan, like, like I don't know a couple of things. Like, when, like, for example, like, you telling me about, like, Pirates of the Caribbean, how they say, like, good morning, uh, George, or good night, whatever. Like, oh, I yeah. never do that, you know? Like, you learn so much. Yeah, you know? there's, there's so many there's so many things like uh, and mind you like I'm like definitely at that like intermediate to like bigger like Disney fan where I know a lot of stuff but like just doing this like I've done so much research that I found out things that I didn't know at all before yeah. uh, especially honestly I think when we were doing this my favorite episode might have to be the myth episode because right after we posted that my co-workers who listened to it came up to me I didn't know any of that I, that yeah. is crazy uh, I I actually was thinking about that the other day. I was like, we need to do another one of those. Because, like, it was, like, it was honestly one of those things where it was all of us coming together with, like, things we've heard or read online that, like, none of us had really, like, actually known. The only one I would say, like, we all, like, well, there's a couple. Like, the real skull, we knew. We all know. The witch book, we know is real. Yeah, Doesn't matter what you say, <laughs> Dave Smith. We know that's real. And, uh, but then, like, uh, you know, like, the ghost one, we're like, we all know that, but that's also a thing where it was like, we wanted people <laughs> to know that, because we hardcore believe that. Uh, you know, after we did that podcast, the Smith one, it's like, we all got the chills. Oh. Like, when I got home, it's like, should I turn off the light and fall asleep or keep it on? <laughs> Good night, Georgie. <laughs> <laughs> just turns it off. That's just our thing before anything now. I don't trust anybody now. <laughs> I, I don't know, I, I come mostly for the, the nostalgia. I love talking about when we were kids, because, I don't know, we had the best childhood, especially <laughs> growing up in Disneyland, you know, going to Tom Sawyer Islands, before it was pirates, by the way. And oh, and sword fighting? Just sword fighting on bridges, breaking doors, and getting, <laughs> yeah, getting in trouble with security. Actually, um, I, on the survey that I did for Disney, it asks you, how many times have you been to Disneyland? Uh, if it's more than 99, just put 99. And I was like, well, definitely 99. <laughs> you know, when so, I, oh, I, well, one of my friends actually, uh, he uh, Facebooked me and he asked me, he's like, how, uh, he's like, how many times have you gone to Disneyland? And I was like, I don't know anymore. I was like, I've lost count. And he's like, I'm so, his reply was, I'm so jealous. Uh, I feel like that with Ellie. I'm like, we... We honestly don't have an actual account for how many times. Like we know she's gone once a month since she's uh, <laughs> since the first time she's gone. But it's like, you know, some months we went three times in that month. Yeah, Sometimes yeah. we went one. Like, uh, <laughs> and it's that thing. It's like when it gets over ten, it's like, well, why are we counting? <laughs> yeah. Again, it comes back to that thing that James said. We had a great childhood. Honestly, I, I still will tell people. You know, like, I'm going to Disneyland tomorrow, and I was telling my coworkers that, they're like, they're like, don't you go too much? I'm like, there's no such thing as going too much. <laughs> you know, I'm glad you guys had a good childhood, because, like, in my childhood... George had a universal childhood. We had, yeah, I had a universal childhood. <laughs> don't get me wrong, like, we, we go to Disneyland, like, too, but not, not that much, but, like, definitely universal, we went, like, well, like, <clears throat> back then, we had, like, Back to the Future, we had E.T., you know, I, I love those rides. And uh, like I said, just my parents, they weren't really, you know, huge Disneyland fans. And until, you know, like Josh came in and like we go like once a month or whatever. 
Yeah, I know, like, your dad has mentioned that to me a few times, right? Where he said, like, uh, when he goes to Disneyland with us, he's like, I didn't realize, like, how great this park really is. He's like, you know, before we just came here, we're like, whatever. Like, uh, you know, we just thought it was expensive and, you know, uh, there's a lot of people here. There's a lot of rides. And he's like, but then, like, you know, after, like, uh, going with my family or going with me, like, he, uh, he realized that, you know, it's about the experience of going. It's about going with your family, seeing how they you know, their reactions to things. Seeing your child, like, grow up, seeing them get excited for things that you were excited for. Like, yeah. that's what it is. And I'm just like, yeah. That is, <laughs> that's the Disney experience. <laughs> I did just picture Josh sexy. Welcome home. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know, I said that in the survey, too. It asked me um, why, uh, why I go to Disneyland, and I said, uh, in all honesty, it's a second home. It, it's my home. <laughs> that's funny that you would say that, too. <laughs> No, you know, because some of the greatest memories I have is honestly not even the rides itself. It's sitting in these ridiculously long lines because, you know, we had just been weaned off having the super fast passes and just complaining that we're in this long line but refusing to leave said long line. It's, it's not about the rides. It's about hanging out all together. Because when we all hang out together, we only ride three rides that day anyways. Yeah. And it's, it's a, honestly, it's about the 100 bathroom trips. Because yeah. when all the girls are in the bathroom, all the guys are just <laughs> We're complaining, out, getting churros. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then they come out. Where'd you get the food? Taking too long. Well, I mean, like, um, yeah, I would definitely agree. Like, I remember, like, being a teenager when, you, like, that was like the point where, like, uh, at any point in my life that like it dipped, like in Disneyland or like Disney fandom, but it, it was more like that thing where it's like, I wasn't like super open to everyone about it, but we would still go a lot. But then like when we would go, like we would just, we would, uh, we would just, um, uh, oh, I just lost that. <laughs> we would just go and we would, uh, we would just ride rides. That's it. We would use the, uh, yeah. we would use the, uh, you know, the cheater fast pass that our, you know, ants that worked there would give us. And we would just ride everything and like, no lines, just ride and ride and uh, get snacks, uh, funnel cake stops, churro stops, and that was our whole day. But then like, it's like the older you get, and then especially when you have get, uh, kids, that's when you realize what, you know, uh, theme park uh, like Disneyland or Disney World is about. It's about the experience. It's about the interaction with your family. It's not about like, oh, I need to get on this coaster. Because it's like, that's what Magic Mountain is. That's what Knott's Berry Farm is. It's you just going on a bunch of rides and then like eventually leaving. Disneyland is about like giving you an experience with your family, making you guys closer. The only way you could get closer is you're, I don't know, you're driving home, you crash in the woods and you have to survive off the land with each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you know, and, and we try to show that on this podcast. It's like, you know, from, from our ridiculous stories about, you know, doing something childish or, you know, ha just having fun. I've, I've had, you know, people who do listen, that, that I told to listen to it, come up to me and they're like, like, man, I didn't realize you guys, you know, had that much fun in that park. He's like, but listen to you guys go off about your, your you know, random things you would do. Makes me want to, you know, go back. You know, I agree. Uh, like, like, there's some people who go to Disneyland, like, every month or two, like, with, like, us. Like, for example, one of my coworkers, he loves to go to Disneyland, but mostly he likes to go to Florida. <laughs> that's that's his oh, thing. Yeah. Uh, but Nathan, like, yeah, we know you, Nathan. 
No, but he, like, he's a listener. That's yeah. <laughs> no, but like uh, it's cool like having someone like say, yeah, I want to go Disneyland next week. Is oh really? Like, well, I'm going in two weeks. Like it, it's cool, you know. Like it looks like we're like part of family, you know. <laughs> What's that? It's that thing too, like um, you know, with, uh, with the whole thing that I was just saying and what you guys just said, like. That, that's like, I know like I dump on Universal a lot, but that's like my main reason wh why I don't like Universal is like, you go there and it's just like, well it's a bunch of rides. And like, you're not getting like, a, you're not getting a, an experience that connects with you. You're not even getting an experience with your children, because like, we were just talking about going to see the new uh, Harry Potter stuff, and then we realized, so we're gonna pay like over a hundred dollars each to get in. And then, my daughter can't do anything because she's two. So it's like, well, what's the point of going into the park? Like, and, and I know like some of you out there are like, oh, they, uh, they got the Despicable Me, they got the Shrek. Th those are stupid. If you think those are fun, you are, you are mistaken. <laughs> a 3D show is not something you go into a theme park to see. A 3D show is what you go to Circus Circus Adventure Dome to see. Yeah, and, they, and some reason why in the middle they have this little carnival that you could throw a basketball and win the prize. It's like, really? Like, and, and you know, like, I will applaud, like, Universal's, like, getting better. Like, you know, the, the Harry Potter thing, like, they definitely made a great experience out of that. The Springfield, I feel like they did a good job. But it's like, the thing is, is that overall, they don't have that. Because, like, when it really comes down to it, you know, at, when it really comes down to it, Universal doesn't care to give you a good experience. They care to gouge you and get your money. That's why they carbon copied the only successful thing they have to both sides because they were like, well, I mean, we need people to get here. And then Disney's trying to do the same thing and that's why it annoys me. Like, I don't like the idea that Disney's like, Star Wars Land will be the same both sides. It's like, why? Why would I need it the same on both sides? Why, so when I go to Florida, I can go, well, I can go ride the rides that I see at Disneyland. <laughs> I should do opposite plants for opposite sides of the continent. Yes. They should do opposite, or they should do different rides, different storylines of the rides. They should do, uh, different colors. Well, like, they, well, First order on one side, and then... Well, like, they used to, <laughs> well, like, they used to have, um, uh, Mr. Toad at Disney World, and their Mr. Toad had two tracks on it, like, uh, dueling tracks. And it had, uh, it still followed, like, the same kind of stuff, but because it was dueling, the, you know, you would see the other cars every so often. So it's like, you know, that was, like, an awesome thing that they did. I don't know why they... Don't, they took it out and they decided that they didn't need that. I don't know why their Pirates of the Caribbean is so awful. <laughs> uh, actually, I do know why. <laughs> We're not gonna get it. Yeah, next podcast. Yeah. Uh, but like, for instance, like, I would say like their crown jewel is Haunted Mansion. Their Haunted, like, both Haunted Mansions are great attractions, but their Haunted Mansion is just like such a great experience. Like, right down to like the things like the graveyard, the, um, the hitchhiking ghosts, and, and then, like, of course, we have, uh, you know, our good friend, the uh, Hatbox Ghost back. But, like, <laughs> you know, like, it's that thing. It's like, you have to see both of them. You can't just be like, oh, I've seen one of them. You have to see both. Or, like, their Splash Mountain is a little longer. It has uh, different scenes in it. Uh, it has a scene where uh, Br'er Rabbit is jumping alongside your log flume. Their log flume even sits different. Their, uh, their Big Thunder is different at Disney World. It's a different canyon. It has a town. You see... Yeah, you, they have the random part with the rainmaker, like getting the water out of his uh, out of his wagon. Like, you know, those are the things that like Disney should be doing. Uh, really quick, you know, just just thinking back on it, um, 
I was asking somebody once about about our podcast, and he he said he don't really he didn't really listen to it. But I was like, well, which one did you like? And this guy gave me probably the funniest answer. He loves our "What's Wrong with" episodes because, and I'm quoting him, he loves listening to to all of us arguing with each other, even if we all agree on something. Well, they should just tear out Tower of Terror. They should just tear out Tower of Terror. That's what. I love that. That's the main feedback I got of that. Every person that has, that has listened to that has told me that they were with me until I said tear down <laughs> Tower of Terror. Uh, Hunter and I, we were quiet. We were like, we look at each other and we're like, what? <laughs> I'm sorry, it doesn't fit thematically. It shouldn't be there. <laughs> and now we're talking about the reskin and you're all back with me. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I've already I've already conceded the feat, you, you know? What is wrong with this guy? <laughs> I would say, I, I do notice though, like in our statistics, that our what's wrong with is uh, actually like our most popular episodes. <laughs> Episode one is of course our most popular, I don't know why. No one should listen to that. Maybe it's because they listen to how, uh, how it is and they're like, they're like they keep, they keep talking what about how bad it was. How bad really was it? <laughs> what was it? Like the first like, I want to say like 10 episodes are just like so bad. Like, because uh, it was like the old way we did it and like we didn't really know what we were doing even. So like, it, it's like the first season of Simpsons. Like you're just like, this is so bad. <laughs> it's garbage. I like the first season. <laughs> <laughs> As long as we George also become... thinks the best Star Wars is episode one and oh, six. Gosh. As long as we don't become later season Simpsons, where only half of the episodes are good. I'm sure we'll hit that point. <laughs> but hey, season two yeah. is coming. Season two is coming. Oh, and we're and we're discussing uh, new things to do. I think right here we'll announce that uh, season two we will no longer be a Disney podcast. We'll be a Universal podcast. No. <laughs> yeah, right. I was like, what? <laughs> I've, that, I've announced uh, to leave the crew. Uh, what? We're going to have a whole new cast. <laughs> Big Brother style. <laughs> We're accepting applications. Uh, no, but uh, of course, like season two, we'll we'll have like some new stuff coming for you guys. We've we've already discussed certain things. I know, like we're working on like doing. Uh, we're actually discussing doing like stickers. So you know, if people want it, anyone out there that would actually care for that, we'll we'll send you out some stickers if you want. But uh, yeah, we're we're working on things. We're I know I'm working on like a website uh, idea. So like there there's a lot of things in the future. Just you know, really quick before Hunter's we end this. Hunter's hair will eventually not look bad. Crazy? But, yeah. yeah. Uh, before we end <laughs> this, I just really want to thank everybody, you know. This is ridiculous because I know we say it all the time and I will continue to say it. We would have done this regardless, but it is, it is just like the greatest feeling knowing that people are listening. And then when they when they get in the back and forths, because they'll, they'll, you know, Twitter, uh, they get on Twitter and go after Josh for stuff. They don't go or, after me. Or go after me on Facebook, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> It's just, it's just like it's surreal, honestly. I, I would agree. Like, um, I, I super am thankful that, like Hunter has said, and we've said in the past, we would be doing this regardless. If there was literally only four people listening, we would still be doing it. We don't care. <laughs> but like, we're very, we're very thankful that there is an audience out there, and we're very thankful that we see like the numbers going up all the time. And uh, even at that, like, I know like people. Well, uh, like that see me like co-workers and stuff and mind you like I do security at a casino so like the idea that someone found the podcast and listened to it is like funny but they always tell me like uh, I've never had someone give me a bad review there they always tell me they're like oh uh, I listen to your podcast 
Um, you know, it's really good. Uh, the one thing they always tell me is they're like, I love when you get on a soapbox and you just start complaining about something. And they're like, and it's always universal. <laughs> they're like, you're always griping about universal. And I'm like, oh, that's true. That's me in real yeah. life. I have to admit, that is my favorite part because it's inevitable. We, we cannot bring them up the whole show and then just out of nowhere. Well, we, we've... We've done it before where we just like sneak in some way. Like, exactly. I, I think probably the funniest is like, what, uh, a couple episodes ago, we did like a half hour about Batman v Superman and how bad it was. And like there was nothing that like presented itself in bringing that in, but it was like it was like the flimsiest way where it was just like, it's like Batman v Superman. And then it just turned into that for half an hour. <laughs> it had a snowball effect. <laughs> Oh man. Hashtag DKTM. Oh wow. <laughs> when is the uh, the next season? Um, well, I have to, like, I'll be gone, so, like, uh, that's also why this is, like, perfect timing. That this is also, by the way, this is the day, uh, this is, like, the anniversary date anyway for the one year mark. Uh, that's also why we planted yeah. it uh, right here, but uh, we have things coming up, so, like, I'll be out of town for a few weeks. So, like, uh, we're not going to come back until June, but uh, be ready. June Bloom Tour. No. <laughs> <laughs> like you said, season two is always the best season. <laughs> yes. Season, yeah, season two, three, and four are always the best. Look at, look at Wedway Radio. Yep. Well, season six isn't as good. <laughs> oh, Walking Dead season two, three, and four. Walking Dead in general is not good, but, uh... <laughs> This is person. That's no, it. I'm done. I'm done. So I, I still haven't even finished the last season. Like I finished the last episode. But... Don't worry, man. I'm on season three. <laughs> but I I didn't finish anything. season one. No, um, <laughs> the second episode. I, like I I know what goes on in Walking Dead, but I didn't finish season three. See, that season was the last. Three. That was the last season I watched. And it was literally like the last episode and I just was like, I don't care. And you know what? People say, oh my god, season four is like the best one. I was like, I don't care. That's like Breaking Bad. Like people are like, Breaking Bad is so amazing. But it's like, it's that thing where it's like, uh, like, I'll agree it's good. But it's like, when I watch it, I'm just like, I'm not, I would not have watched this live. Like, I could not do this like weekly. But then like the Flash TV show. Oh my god. Give me more of the Flash TV show. Even though the Zoom reveal was awful. But, uh... <laughs> that was way off topic. <laughs> By the way. It totally was. It's, it's got nothing though. to do with Disney. Nah, we, we don't really have to be directly Disney. We, we gripe about everything. We can hate on everything. But, uh, like I said, half an hour on Batman v Superman. But, you know, like, uh, like our main thing, you know, we're super thankful that you guys are listening. And, uh, we're going to see you guys, um, soon enough for season two. <laughs> Be ready. <laughs> and that's gonna do do it for us uh, this week uh, and this season. Ah, this season. But oh uh, you know, we we want to thank you guys uh, once again for listening. Uh, I know we we love on you guys a lot, but we're super thankful that anyone's out there. Thank you, Dave, for listening. Thank you, Nathan. We know you're a listener. Um, and like we kind of said a little earlier, uh, we are planning like you know to do like light merchandise kind of stuff, like you know stickers, uh, t-shirt kind of thing. Like we're planning a website because we want to you know host it ourselves. But uh, you know all of that's to move on eventually in the future. But you know once again for the last time this season, we want to thank you guys. Make sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Spreaker. 
You can follow me on any social media. I'm Geo Disney. That's G I O Disney. Uh, you can follow Hunter. Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram, the Disney Guy Two Four, or on Twitter, Hunter Three G ATM. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram, J One Eighty Two. Hunter, is there any way you can make that more complicated? Well, I was gonna add unnecessary amounts of numbers, but they said something about no. Oh, uh, you can follow Hunter on Snapchat. It's Hunter Three G ATM Giordano Two Four Five. <laughs> Nine two. <laughs> <laughs> Just so much going on. No, but uh, James, do um, you have anything you want to plug? Yeah, I'm actually announced to actually shirt. finally plug something because uh, I've finished filming. I'm, I'm on the way of editing. Uh, but I'll soon have a website, uh, Vegas Dash. Vegas-dad.com Just pretty much just all the stuff that I do with my kids here in Vegas. And uh, I'm going to be making a YouTube channel featuring all those too. Yeah. So uh, be sure to look out for that when that happens. I just finished like a Mother's Day project that I did with them. And don't worry, you'll see us on it. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. You'll you'll, you'll, so, especially if it's uh, if it's at Disney parks, you'll see us there. Yeah. It's like you see you see James. Hi, James. Look at the camera. Did you ATM? How are you? <laughs> that, <laughs> Hashtag. It's it's gonna be amazing. I think we're just gonna be able to plug each other. Yeah, incessantly, incessantly uh, <laughs> plugging. But, uh, you know, once again and finally, thank you guys, uh, and we'll see you next season. Adios. See you later. Peace out. <laughs> <laughs>